keep it real. Yeah, they, like the, like like they, what, they, was, what was the post? They, what was the post, Byron? They, <laughs> <laughs> it's like if they if they've been uh, ignoring your inbox oh, yeah, yeah. for years <laughs> and now they finally hitting you back, that they, means they settled for you. Yeah. That that's what ended up happening is yeah, they settled for them uh later on in life where you know the the the, the unicorns and the, the the well-rounded guys didn't choose them. So now they're going to, okay, I'm going to settle for just a happy guy. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg. Join my co-hosts, Rozzy and Buff. Fellas, tell them what's on your mind. Uh, just two quick things. One, The Undoing on HBO Max is really, really good. It's with uh, Hugh Grant and, damn it, I can't think of her name. Uh, Julia Roberts, I think it is. Or maybe it's the other white lady. It's one of them. But uh um, and Margaret? Nah, nah. I don't, like, even, know, I don't, I don't even know who that is. Amer- America's sweetheart type chicks. I think it is Julia Roberts. Anyway, very, very good show. Um all I gotta say is Jonathan is a piece of you know what. Uh but that and the other show we have been watching, uh, America Horror Story, I gotta be honest, I'm slowly getting over it. Like we're in the sixth season now and there's just starting to just be so redundant with the whole somebody can get killed but still be alive. It's it, I'm like do something different. But um, so it's like a soap, almost like a soap opera type. <laughs> Victor Newman died like 26 times and still be alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, like these people don't even think that like they really die, but then they're able to come back some way. And then it's not like a typical show where if you're killed. No one can see the dead person like the dead people on this show can like interact with people. It's almost kind of stupid. But I brought that show up because there's a scene where this lady hits someone with her car. And Tabitha's like, you better keep driving. So apparently my wife thinks it's okay to hit and run. Hit and run. (laughs) She's like, well, look how dark that road is. I'm like, so if you hit someone at night... (laughs) It's, it's a wrap for them. You just you just go go go, huh? So yeah. I got to. They should have had a ref- reflective gear on or something. <laughs> yeah. So I gotta I gotta reevaluate who I'm married to right now. So that's all I got. Bro, <laughs> bro you better set up a separate account or make her an LLC or something, bro. You need to get a side business and put all your stuff there. It, it was daylight saving time. It was dark. I had to go. <laughs> I was in a hurry. <laughs> she's gonna be on your. She's gonna be on your undoing team. Oh man! See, <laughs> and for See the record, Vic, Victor Newman only died four times. I could have swore it was like eight, nine, ten. <laughs> you looked it up. Yeah, I, had to, I just had to wonder, wonder how many, how times this dude has died. I think I, I witnessed two of them. <laughs> man, well, I, talking about dying, uh, I don't know if y'all have seen uh, Peppermint on Netflix. So, it, people are trying to say, like make it sound like it's like she's as good as John Wick and all no, this. So she's no. not John I, Wick. I, I, I'll just put it like I that. I watch 75% of it. No. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not horrible. Who, it's not who's bad. Who's the main chick in that movie? What's her name? Julie Roberts, isn't it? Okay, so I, I'm just trying to see who that was and that doing. You know what? Why don't I Google that while you talk? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but Peppermint was, it actually was, you know, a, a good use of time. I mean, it wasn't horrible. Um, 
But what I will tell you was good was uh, Unfit, The Psychology of Donald Trump. I don't know if you've seen that yet. It's really, really good to look at the psychology of a strong man. So it's a lot of psychologists talking about, you know, how the the people are trying to say that psychologists shouldn't speak out and shouldn't diagnose Donald Trump uh, if they haven't actually talked to him. Uh, well, there's some psychologists on there that's like, look, the difference is we can literally see what he does on a day to day basis. And so we really can diagnose him better than we can of somebody who came in and like told us lies or whatever. And um, so it's just a really, really good look. And it explains a lot of what's happening now with him, like not being able to to accept that he lost and uh, him going out with this big narcissistic bang. So is he a narcissistic sociopath? What yes. is it? What is this? That, that's exactly what they. Yeah, they they said he's a narcissistic. Uh, no, and and there's some other term. I'll, I'll look it up in a sec. But it's some other term that's even worse than just a regular narcissist. Uh, and then he's a psychopath on top of it. So it's like a, a three word thing where he's just got like this anything bad. So he's up there with Hitler, of course, Stalin. Uh, you know any of those folks like. As far as his psychopathy, it explains so much about just him. That hour and a half, I was just enthralled, man. That is probably the best way to put it. I, I watched it and was just like, oh, my God, this, this this explains so much about him. Is it scary to know that he ran and is still running the country right now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, it, it's it's nothing that we already didn't know or that we weren't already afraid of like him, him, you know, the, the whole North Korea thing and him, um, when Iran attacked, uh, inside of Iraq and how we all thought we were going to war with Iran, like those types of fears are still there. And, and it gets worse, the closer it gets to him actually being put out the white house. That was, that was Nicole Kidman. It was the other white lady in the undoing, not, not Julia Roberts. My bad. y'all. Same person. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm a, unless he finds a way to hold hold office, which I texted that earlier, Buff. So what's going on with all these uh, briefs that Texas and other states are trying to do where they're trying to um, pretty much take away the whole election? I was going to ask you, was your junior senator from the great state of Texas was he going to argue uh, Trump's case before the Supreme Court? Because he's been asked to do so, which puts him, I'm sure, in a difficult position because I'm sure he wants to run for president again in 2024. Uh, so he would maybe he'll do it just to say he did it, knowing that he's not going to win. But I, I think it's pretty much done after Monday. So like all the states have certified Joe Biden as uh, the president elect. And once the House of Representatives uh, make it official, I believe it's this Monday coming up, then he will be official. I don't know what I don't know know too much about the theater that Trump is creating. We're trying to go to the Supreme Court and everything. But I think it's it's over. It's over. He's done. Okay. Also, what's going on with the aliens? There's really uh, astrophysicists or scientists was talking about there's aliens. Have you buff? I mean, you're in DC. You know, you know any any word on that or no word on aliens? Rather, you, okay. you rather you know you know a little bit about that. Nope. <laughs> uh, other than is that it is the Israeli national newspaper reported it. 
it, it's not like some fringe or whatever, but it was an official report from their government that they have been working with DC uh, and uh, the United States to and have contacted aliens. Do y'all believe well, in aliens? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, don't, I, I don't. I don't believe in the whole aliens abducting us and probing us and all that stuff. But I, I do believe there are aliens out there. There, uh, statistically. There's no way that there is there aren't aliens. Which another yeah. word could be another just another form of life would be considered. Yeah. 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 I mean, I definitely believe. I mean, it's just the universe is too vast for us just to be that one anomaly in all of this. You know what I mean? Like, but I didn't think the government confirmed it. I just thought he was high up in the government and he's like, look. Hey, nigga, I ain't got nothing to lose. I get, I gain nothing from this. I'm just trying to told y'all, like, they out there. They're waiting. Um, I think they're trying to wait to have to. Basically, I got, like, he said the, the world isn't ready. Or he said America's not ready. But he's like, the world's not ready. He's, they want to chill out for a sec. I think they're trying to get rid of this uh, this election. I wouldn't. If I was an alien, I wouldn't want to come. Take me to. Imagine me taking me to your leader was Trump. You know what I'm saying? So... That that's not that's not where we want to go with that. But two things. First of all, somebody asked a question earlier about another one of our groups about putting up Christmas decorations. And I got in, I get into the spirit. I, I want to see the house decorated. But what I did is I took down a tree and I'm like, and I just realized when I was describing what happened. I'm one of those people, I just realized I don't play well with others on some things. Like, I'd rather do it on my own, my way, rather than kind of collab and just like compromise on it. Otherwise, like, hey, have at it. I think you were saying something similar, right? Like, you know, kind of just, you know what? I'm good. I'll put the tree up, get the lights going. Y'all do whatever y'all want to do. What color you want? It don't matter. It's... Because mm-hmm. I, it, it, this is my vision. If it's not going to be this, then do whatever you want to do. Yeah, it, it, but that, that's that's life in general, though. It's it's hard to collaborate. Um, you know, even when you're in a relationship, having to having to tell your spouse, "I want to do it this way. You're going to do it this way." Um, you know, hey, we're out. I I use the last of the peanut butter. Uh, we need to get some more peanut butter. Like it, it goes all the way down to that level. You, of, you do smooth peanut butter or chunky? Uh, I mean, I like chunky, but we buy smooth because <laughs> because you're in America, and that's the way peanut butter is supposed to be. It's supposed to be no, smooth. No, no, it is supposed to it be is smooth. No. It's supposed to be smooth. Yeah. It's called no, butter. It, it's peanut want, butter. It, they, they have peanuts. If you want chunky, just eat peanuts. Okay, peanut butter is meant to be. But smooth. I want both. I want the best of both worlds. I want I want the crunchiness of peanuts said, as I, I eat my peanut butter. And your peanut butter. They're not two things. They're two separate things. Well, they come in the in one container together. So I can I can get them as one. I mean, that's the that's the same people who make peanut butter and jelly in a jar together, or the same people uh, who make uh, chunky peanut butter. That's, that's I mean, it trash. can be done. That's it doesn't trash. make it right. Yeah, it's trash. Yeah. 
that 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 gets disgusting. Yeah. Like after the first time using it, that whole thing gets disgusting. So I you, bought it before. Of course, you yes. bought it before. <laughs> you are the reason they com- they create commercials. <laughs> <laughs> you are. The, <laughs> you are. <laughs> that looks interesting. I mean, I I, I got to put it out there. Like I tried the chocolate uh, Skittles. What? That's an M and M. No, no, no. There were there were chocolate flavored Skittles nah, at one point. I don't believe it. Nah, man. I don't believe that. Yeah. Nah, I'm not okay. buying that. I'm telling you. I I'm not buying that they made them, and I'm not buying that you bought them. I just I feel like I I, I expect more from you. Look, I, I've I've told you guys many times. If it's they say new or limited time only, I'm probably gonna try. You got your mag you Did you get your mag rib? I have not had a McRib yet, okay. just because I haven't been to McDonald's since they came out. Um, you know, again, we don't go to McDonald's that often. Um, and if we do, it's usually to pick up some chicken nugget meals for the kids and we keep rolling. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I yes. haven't been. But I'm going to at some point, I'll get one. You don't have to. No, I, I do. No, it's no, it'll be okay. It's, it's, it's no, limited okay. time no, only, saying, it'll be okay. It's limited you know? time only. We got to go grab one. No, no. <laughs> It it it'll be back. It 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 never fails. Mm-hmm. And I'll go I'll go for that limited time as well. I go get a peach shake when those come out. They got peach shakes. Yes, yes. Chick fil A oh. has a peach shake and it's delicious. I you were talking about McDonald's. No, I'm just talking about the limited time only things. So, so Taco, peach season. Taco Bell must be killing you because everything is limited time limited time only. Nah, it's it's Taco Bell. Oh, that's where you draw the line. <laughs> I draw a line to Taco Bell. The nerves. I eat it, but... The <laughs> this Negro. Oh, man. Oh, man, I forgot my second thing. Just messing with y'all that fast. Don't worry. I'll, I'll remember later. So let's I, go ahead. And- I will say, I'll throw it out, I'll throw it out there. Uh, rest in peace to Crunchyroll. They just announced that Funimation is going to be buying Crunchyroll. So this is uh like nerd level 1000. But Crunchyroll is where all the anime is, and Funimation is a Sony-owned kind of streaming service for anime as well. Uh, but it sucks like really, really bad. Everybody loves Crunchyroll, and so Sony just said, "You know what? We're going to buy Crunchyroll too." And so they're probably going to end up combining them, uh, and it's probably going to suck because Sony sucks when it comes to uh, their anime. So just we'll t- throwing that out there, and we'll take your word for it. Um, you watch anime. I do, but I mean, I I don't know the producers and the heavy hitters and stuff like that. Oh. I I I teeter on most things. Like you know, I'm not a <laughs> I'm not an anime fan. I'm not. We talked about this all the time. We'll talk about this later yeah, as well. Yeah. So speaking, of, what you should have been telling me about, and I mentioned a couple of times, is Titans. Oh yeah, live action. Yeah, it goes hard, dude. Like it's so. It's so dark. Like, mm-hmm. I love matter it. Fact, matter of fact, I'm going to go back to the episode where I brought it up because I brought up Titans on this show uh, last year. That's on HBO yeah. Max, too, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Probably, it was on DC because I, I, I talked about it when I was talking about DC Universe or and their streaming service yeah. that they launched and then shut down in like eight months. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, maybe I was maybe I was sidetracked on Young Justice because I'm a fan of yeah. Young Justice. Yeah. And yeah, all of it came out around the same time. And most live action like superhero TV shows, especially DC, I pass on because 
outside of I think Flash was okay. Um, Gotham in the beginning. I couldn't get into like Arrow and it sounds like C- so, CW is the problem. Not yeah, that's right. I think yeah. I said. And so I I lump them all together. So when I hear Titans, I'm thinking it's going to be another CW type uh, show, and did not realize that they put their foot in that. Show. Like it, it's it's grimy. Do they only mm-hmm. have two seasons? Yeah, so far. Okay. Yeah. So I'm they did. They did renew them for a third season. They're actually, the uh, fan art or the the art and everything for it. Uh, I think the trailers dropped for season three already. Okay. And I started yep. watching Doom Patrol, um, but I got sidetracked by Titans, and I think I'm like on episode three Doom Patrol, and it's kind of kind of weird. So. Yeah, it's it's weird. I I only watched like one episode of it. I yeah. couldn't get into it. Yeah. So I'm gonna give it one more episode and see if I like it, but. I don't know. Where's Sophie, bro? Uh, Sophie, Sophie, in there, maybe. Sophie. Hold on. Let me let me go. Let me go grab her. Uh, so what? What you what you think of the guidance, man? I like it, man. I put it on some ice. I've been just really chilling lately. So your ice? Do you do you just have a lot of ice in there? Or do you have one of those uh, ice molders? Big ice molder. Okay, yeah. I need to give me one. Because I like that when you go to a restaurant, if you order any type of bourbon drink, they usually pour it on a um a ice mold. Yeah. <laughs> well, look who's here. Wow. Is that is that a unicorn dinosaur? <laughs> Your laugh is so hilarious. I'm gonna get you and Sky together. You guys just can laugh together because she loves to laugh. <laughs> She loves to laugh. Her laugh is hilarious. You got a good one for me, Sophie? Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking it's funny because I'm laughing already. What do you get when you cross a porcupine and a turtle? Um, a porcupine and a turtle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a sticky shell or something. A pointed shell, fur, what you got? <laughs> I got nothing. A slow poke. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> yeah, I would have got that one. Man, I was every I was I was I turtle wax quint across my mind. Pine salt, like dude, everything. I, I don't know. I was I was all over the place. Slowpoke, Slow but I never like got that. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I am a unicorn. You are a unicorn. <laughs> so for everybody, that was a good one. <laughs> Maybe you need to start laughing earlier, Razzy. And put on I, do. Uni- I just start laughing before I, a uni- I tell and put in a unicorn outfit. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what your stick should be. But uh Sophie be so pleased when she delivers that punchline, bro. No <laughs> poke. <laughs> we need to give her what is the the rim shot? Yeah. Because uh, she is hilarious. Hey, hey, Roger, you saw the flag fur caught for saying he didn't like him vote, or they was annoying. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> they are. They weren't. Dude, ninety three. Got to remember Mobile. It's only one radio station, really. 93 BLX played, giving him something he can feel. 
every hour on the hour. But that's what they do. That's that's program I, managers do that for every radio station. I like, get that. But I got tired of it. I already wasn't feeling the song. Uh, I know you they felt can the say, video, no, though, me. right? You felt the video, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're, 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 they were super attractive. Don't get it twisted. Fine. But it was... But even the video, like, I think that I was so annoyed by the song by the time they got to the video. And the video had this old feel to it. And it just made it like, I was just like, I'm over this. And then SWV came out like kicking like they were in that whole female R&B gangster type. Like they had they had swag. Like. I feel like In Vogue was made for my mom. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they were, they were different types of R and B. I get it. And 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 I and I think that's the hard part. Same thing we were talking about with Boys and Men and Jodeci, right? It, they're yeah. different types, and they and so it's really hard to put them up against each other and be like, which one's better? Um, which that's why I like verses though. Verses, like even in the thread, they were talking about how we we're not talking about. Yeah, they kept, you know, they kept saying vocalists yeah. and stuff who can sing better and stuff. It's all about the bop. Like, is is this hit better than the other hit? Um, and and can you groove to it? And you can groove to it regardless if they are you know different types of right. songs. You can put you can put a rock song up against a hip hop song and be like, which one's better? And it really is going to be like, all right, which one I feel more? Yeah, I mean that's what I said uh, to me. And Vogue had a couple of hits. Most of them I just got annoyed with. SWV, like even when they did what Unsung, like I tuned in just to go down memory lane with them. Like uh, Human Nature, when they came with that Michael Jackson room, I'm like, nigga. Like that was, I could wake up to that every morning. Yeah. Like I, that song never gets old to me. Rain, like those songs never get old to me. Old to me. I, I'm annoyed. I've been, I'm annoyed now because that song has been in my head all day. You know, uh, it's in my head now. Let's talk about it. So let's, let's get let's get on let's something. So as I was saying, with tell, talking to Buff earlier, so I turned the Big Four O Saturday, uh, which is, I guess, three days away. It's Wednesday night, so less than seventy two hours. In my thirties, left in my thirties, and I'm 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 approaching it uh, happily. Like I feel like knowing where I was ten years ago versus where I'm at today, completely different life, completely different energy. I've been so blessed to even, you know, to be able to find time and the energy to put 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 on a podcast like this. Because life is good is the reason we can do these type things um, and speak on on life and through ups and downs. But, you know, 2010 and I don't know if Rizzi remembers back that far for me was just constant, just. Trial after trial, but I will say this. Uh, recently I do, if anybody knows me, I do a lot of self-reflection. I'm always my, I'm my toughest critic. So I've really been thinking about my last 10 years. And then it led me to think about my, my entire 40 years or 39 and and a half, whatever. And I had some, uh, 
I started becoming aware of a lot of my the things I've accomplished, shortcomings, and just awareness of myself as a whole. So I'm going to ask this question. Um, I think it's a two part question. What what are you guys really, really passionate about? And if something were to happen to you tomorrow, what do you think you would be known for? What is that? What is your go to? Um, <clears throat> I'm passionate about being a great father. I feel like uh, with other things in my life, I definitely try my best, but I don't always get it right or do it right. And I don't always get it right with being a father, but I think out of everything that's important to me, I get that right the most. And, you know, we've talked about mm-hmm. it on this show a couple of times, but just my relationship with my dad really made me want to be so much more, so much better than he was with me. And that's why, you know, I was doing the daddy daughter day with Jasmine because the number one thing I wanted with my dad was time. And, you know, for whatever reasons, he didn't, he didn't have it a lot of times. And that, that killed me as a kid growing up. Um, So I always try to make time. I remember when she was like, maybe three or four years old, maybe even younger, man. And she was taking dance. She didn't know what the hell she was doing for real, for real. But, and it wasn't that important. It wasn't that, you know, it wasn't like this grand program or anything like that, but it was the most important thing for me to be there. So I, you know, I made sure if I was scheduled to work to take off, I did whatever it took to be there for the most part. And just making sure I uh, let her know that she can come to me with anything that I always protect her in the sense that nothing, I always tell her nothing will happen to you before it it happens to me first. Like I will protect you with my entire life before I let anything happen to you. And so that's, you know, Ferg, you've mentioned on this show before how I think I think we've talked about it on the show how sometimes it's hard for us to accept compliments or we don't celebrate ourselves enough. And there are some compliments that I really, you know, are unsure how accepting I should be about them. But when people say, hey, man, you you're, you're a good dad, that makes me the most proud because I know how hard I work at it. And that's what's most important to me. And if something did happen to me tomorrow or in any time in the future, that's what I would like to be known for the most, that he really tried his best to raise his daughter and let her know that she was loved. And that's the most important thing, too, because I think sometimes we as parents assume that our kids know that they're loved because, you know, I, I'm putting a roof over their head. I'm, I'm feeding them. But they literally need to be told sometimes they literally need to be show sometimes just a hug or whatever the case may be like right now i'm i'm a wrap it up guys but you you open this no, one take your time you, bro you, you open this one up. Yeah, time, you, you passionate about <laughs> yeah. it that's the whole the whole point so yeah. like my daughter's bedtime is 9 30 right and so usually when i have to work i head upstairs about 10 o'clock because i gotta wake up early to make it to dc and we used to be so strict on her like you know once once it's bedtime don't come out of your room anymore 
But because a lot of times I work late, she misses me. So when she hears me come upstairs for the night, she'll come out of her room and come in there and just talk to me. And that, you know, I've said before how she doesn't come rushing to the door anymore when I come home, but it's like she's found another way to show that affection. And so that means the world to me. And to answer your question, that's what I like to be known for. And that's what I'm most passionate about. I mean, I, mean, I'm, I love that. I love that answer, bruh. I mean, you got me over here feeling good, man. I'm going to follow that up with a third part then. What would you like to improve about that yourself, though? Like if you're passionate about great father, if there was something else that you like, I'm good at, but I would love to be better at this. Oh, man, I'm terrible at I was just talking to Tabitha about this. Uh, I will take care of things that need to be done. But like I said before, how I may have an idea in my head that I may want to try to pursue. I'm the worst when it comes to procrastinating about that kind of stuff. So I'd like to be better at that. I'm always trying to work to be a better husband in ways like um, I know I, there there have been times I would just get agitated for, for no reason. And I've just really tried to check myself on that and just um, really just be as, uh, I guess you could say, as warm as possible. But I, I'm always trying to surprise her with things. And, you know, out of the two of us, I am the more affectionate one. Tabitha is a lot more like her dad. I'm the one that does the that do the random I love yous or, you know, I'll try and come and get the hug. But I still want to be as best as I possibly can at that. So I'm always working to be a better husband. And Ferg, you've at times said you looked up to me and our relationship. I look up to you. I look I looked up to Razio and like how, you know, how I, I would say you guys were so mushy on on uh, social on social media at times. Like Rodney would make a post about Jenica. I, I don't do that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm 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 trying to be better at that kind of stuff, man. And just um, sometimes get out of your comfort zone and, and do that. So that and last, we've talked about being better financially. We know the things I've done. Uh, you know, selling Michelle. Uh, investing more. Shout out to Snowflake. You did good for me on my stocks. Uh, Disney stock looking good too. But just just doing all that kind of stuff and preparing for the future. So preparing for the future, being a better husband, and um, less procrastination. Those are the three areas I need to work on. Take it away, bros. Man, you said some deep stuff. Huh? I know, I know, I know. It's like, I, I and you know, I that family thing is, is always a passion. Right. It, and, but I think for me, I'm going to kind of be a little introspective a little with it. And so I'm passionate about being true to myself. So, you know, you guys joke on me about being a nerd, being, you know, the, the, the super smart guys, um, you know, th- those types of being things. Cheap, don't leave that out. Being cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Like being true to myself. Um, But at the same time, loving experiences. So, you know, Ferg always says it's that white kicking up in my ass. It's like I I want to experience life. And so anything that comes along, I'm like, you know, hey, I'll try that. I'll try that. Why not? Let's do that. Let's go bungee jumping. Let's go swimming with sharks. Why not? Like who who doesn't want to swim with sharks? Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> they both raise their hand to the listeners. <laughs> so, Rizzy, I only say that when you do stuff or entertain stuff like swim with sharks, or we go to war and you volunteer for missions that nobody else wants to volunteer for. I that, mean, look, that, 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 that that was a special forces mission. Who 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 doesn't want to go and ride along with the special forces and be like, yes, I want to go on a mission with the special forces. Why not? There's a reason that people don't ride along and go on missions with special forces, but I digress. Continue, sir. Okay. All right. But so anyway, um, that, that, that's really what I'm passionate about is just being so true to myself and being open and honest about who I am, what I think and everything. And so that's leads to all that other stuff. So being true to myself and being so passionate about that and being, and, and always working on it and always making sure that I'm transparent uh, leads to being able to say I love you to my kids, uh, being able to say I love to you guys. And that's where I'm trying to work on is being able to say I love you to my friends and to other things because I'm so serious about that word or that phrase that um, I, I do withhold it uh, for very, very particular folks and 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 even moments for those people. Uh, I, I wanted to hit home when I say it. I don't want it to be just a general every time I talk to you or every time, you know, we we talk i'm saying i love you like when i say i love you i really really mean it and that goes back to that just being true to myself and being true uh to what i i believe and what i think um as far as what i want to be known for i think is just being the good guy and i i think that's what i will be known for is being the good guy it's like if anybody knows me, knows that I'm going to do whatever I can to help anybody that I can. Um, I talked about always being the optimist and always assuming that people are coming at me with good news or, or for the betterment of me. I want people to think that anytime I say anything, it really is to in support of them and to help them out and to make them uh, have a better outlook on life. Uh, so that's really what I want to be uh, known for. And what I'm working on, I think is is being more fun. And, and I think I've talked about this too, being more fun for the kids um, because I'm just not the fun guy. It, it's I have my quirks. And, and so I have fun in my niche of, OK, we can talk about comics and ner- and, and nerd out and, and play video games and, and that type of stuff. But if that's not what they're interested in, if that's not what they want to do, um, then it's hard for me to just kind of get up the the oomph to just be like, okay, let's go do what you want to do and spend time and 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 enjoy that time with them doing what they want to do. Uh, so that's that's what I'm working on and trying to get better at, uh, so that we can we can spend time together and all of us enjoy it and me not just gritting my teeth and being there for them. Um, and and I I can put the mask on and I can make them think that you know I'm. I'm loving it and it's the best thing in the world. But at the same time, I really want to feel it because going back to my passion of being true to myself, I want to feel what I'm actually putting on for anybody. So those are kind of my three. I agree with all of that. I mean, to have known you is to love you. Uh, <laughs> but you, you've always been true to yourself. And I think we all manage that well. I think that's a part of why we've all bonded so much as friends if you like if this was a video game, you could definitely pick each one of us as a different character because we're so we we share a lot of similarities and values, 
but we're all so different. I remember going to visit Sherman. I don't know if that was when we were in. Was that uh, Ocala? Ocala or when we went up to Missouri and I was wearing something and and Sherman like, what, bro, what you got on? He was like, that was definitely like, you Kansas know City. That was Kansas. He's like, he's like, you know what? Ferg's always had his own side. Like Ferg's always like Ferg is gonna do Ferg. So yeah, I, I get that, you know. And I think that's why we we always bonded too, is because you're you've always been you. We've always let each other be ourselves. Um, but if we saw something that took away or that was negative, we were, we were quick to address it and try to help. Um, you know what? I've been pondering over this for the last few weeks. Um, I initially, I, I it, it took me a long time to get here. I thought my, and I think part of it is, and it's all wrapped up into one. My passion is, I think, helping others. That's when I feel like I'm I'm doing my best. But I I think in the last. Day, I think it. I, I'm taking it a step further. I uh, had a counseling session with my guy the other day, and it was. It, I think it comes down to not only helping others, but it goes back to I think my my rearing my my uh, stepdad was my role model, and he to me set an example. He set a great example for me when I was a younger kid, and he was the one that always pushed me and guided me and told me I needed to be the best and stuff like that. He was my example. And when him and my mom split up, I lost a part of that. Well, I lost that, you know. So from the point point him and my mom step uh, split up, I always felt like I was on my own to a certain extent. I've been very independent. Uh, even talking to my younger brothers, like, dude, you've always been this little grown man. Like, even when you were a kid, you always kind of had to fend for yourself. And and I think that's why I always wanted to help others, because I didn't want people to kind of deal with some of the things I dealt with. but now that I reflect a little more, I think it, this part of me wants to be a good example. I never want to be perfect, but I'm all and it's not for others. Like, I'm not trying to keep up with the Joneses. I'm not trying to do it for glitz and glamour and admiration. I just know a lot of points in my life when I was like, man, I just wish I had somebody I can look to to see the answer or where I need to go. I think a part of me wants to be that on so many levels for different people when it comes to marriage, family, finances, career, friendships, giving back to the community, like health. Like I want to I want to be that person because I feel like I needed that person, you know, and I, we brought this up probably one of our first podcasts about looking for a mentor. And I think that's part of it because I was talking to uh Echo yesterday and he was like, do you have a mentor? And I'm like, no, I'm still looking for one. And we were talking about it and it came out that basically I wanted my mentor to be an older, wiser version of me. <laughs> because it's like, you know, I know I'm not perfect and I, I struggle. And part of the reason I asked this question is because what I was going to ask this last week as of last week, I didn't think I had a passion. Like, I don't really get passionate about stuff. You know, um, like even, you know, Sky was joking me the other day or talking to me the other day. She, you know, she colors and all the stuff and she was making a family portrait and she gave me a purple shirt. It's like, Daddy, your, co- your favorite color is purple. I'm like, no, nah, you know, I just wear purple because I'm trapped and it's convenient. <laughs> and 
And then she's like, what's your favorite color? Like, you know what? I don't know. It's not really that serious. Like, I'm, I think, do you guys have favorite colors? Blue. Green. See how you thought about that instantly? Like, mm-hmm. if you ask my favorite color, I'm like, it could be blue or gray. I'm assuming just because they're very neutral. Like, but I don't, I'm not adamant about it. Any, the only thing I think I've ever been passionate about, not even passionate about, that I've been really consistent with is the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, in the last few years, that's, that's waned. But, and I was never like a, I, I super, like, I know every game score and everything that goes on, everybody on the team. I was just like, I rock with the Cowboys. No questions asked. It made it easy. Um, and I, maybe that was because, you know, my dad told me we like the Cowboys and I just rode with the Cowboys. And I'm thinking that's my passion, you know, like helping others and trying to be that person other people can look for. I don't know if you guys remember when I was thinking about getting married and even raising kids. You know, that's what I talked to you. That's really Byron when I like when we, we uh, it was perfect timing uh, being there with you and Tab when we got engaged because I was I was just like I didn't know success. I'd never seen successful married couples. You know, I don't in the married couple, married couple. I see, you know, men are talking about the old ball and chain. Guys didn't seem happy, and I, I just never saw good examples of things I wanted in my life. I heard about them, even talking to my old roommate the other day, and we brought you up, Rizzy, about like I should have bought my first house probably ten years prior to what I did. Like, but it was so far fetched to me because nobody I knew really, or that was close to me intimately like family did that. So I just assume I know grownups who've worked their whole life that never had had any of these things. So who am I to think that I'm supposed to have a house, at least now. I always thought I was gonna be successful, but it was always further down the line. You know, like, yeah, I'm gonna be successful. Just, you know, my mom didn't buy her first house after she was 50. So why would I think that I'm gonna get a house at 25? And yeah. so all those things I struggle with, I be, as I look through life, I feel like, you know what? I wish there was somebody here to guide me. Um, I don't know what I would be known for. I mean, I just found out my passion, so I don't know what I'll be known for yet. But I don't, I don't know what it is. You know, um, I, I, I feel like I know more about what you guys would be known for. If I if something happened to you today, what I would say about you guys or how I remember you guys in a few words. Um, but for me, no. Um, things I would want to work on. Uh, I think being more open. Less. Less thinking. Like I, I, I overthink things. I'm. Constantly, my emotions are a constant battle with my uh, logic, which allow doesn't allow me to be overly passionate about stuff, because to me, it makes no sense to be that passionate about stuff. Like, why would I get all riled up about a football team? Why would I get this excited about this? That doesn't even make sense. Like, how could I be excited about this, this singer or this rapper? Like, nigga, they're, they're not putting food on my table. So I, I literally talk myself off and get excited about things. Um. But for you guys, you know, Buffy, you would be Mr. Commitment to family. Like to me, you are. Since day one, you know, like I just felt like there was a commitment to you wanted to be greater. You wanted to be kind of like, you know, not even wanted to be like. You're a great example. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think part of part of what I want to be is like that. I feel like you're a great example to uh, young men, men around the world. Like, you know, uh, but, but for I'm, I'm gonna stop you there. You are like, like j- just being honest about it, j- because it's it's this idea of you are successful, but don't you don't see yourself as successful. It's it's the same way. Like all of us are really successful at what we do in our jobs, but we are still striving to do better and better. Right. And, and so, but people are going to look at you and Z and sky and TJ and like y- y- that commitment to family is there for you too. Like you can't listen to this podcast and think people wouldn't think that about you. Um, and, and when you talk about what you want, you not knowing what you're going to be known for, Dude, that that passion of helping people has been there th- your entire life. That, you, there's no way you stayed in Tallahassee and you made so many lines that while you were there, like you you touched so many people while you were in Tallahassee, still helping on campus, getting people through college, like like though giving them those lessons learned that you went through so that they wouldn't have to do it. You were shepherding them through those early years in life. So you were being that shepherd and, and, and that role model that you talk about for them. Um, so th- th- I, I think really what it comes down, you, you need to step back and really kind of think through that passion that you just talked about. I'm sure there's plenty of bros that will say that you helped them out. There's plenty of people, your brothers and sisters. There's plenty of people outside of the bros that you've touched their lives. And, and the, the people that listen to this podcast and the things that you say here, like that passion of helping people is what you're going to be known for because you have helped people. I appreciate that, man. You know, that was another part of what Byron says. I, it's hard for me to accept. <laughs> and, and and let me be honest, like, I don't I'm, I don't think like I'm bad. Like, you know, I was telling Z, I think the best way to explain it was I'm never I'm never that go to. I'm never that that number, that first person you think of when you think of I need help with this. Let me call for or this person's great at this. Let me call for So if we were playing football, we we're playing, you know, we we're playing on the playground. We we're picking teams and we we're picking each person was picking a team of 10. I won't be picked first, but I'll pick, be picked third or fourth. No lower than fourth. Like, I feel like I'm I'm a little above average in most things where I, I've been success that allowed me to be successful. And when and also when I'm passionate about stuff, I'm really good at it. But I just my logic won't let me be passionate about stuff. Um, but I appreciate that. I think did I say I accepted it? Was that a thank you? You did say I appreciate that, though. So, yeah. And Rosie, you're Mr. Dependable, dog. Like you are Mr. Dependable. You've always been the good guy. You've always been my that little angel on my shoulder when I was, you know, a voice of reason for God knows how long we've been doing this since 1996. And, uh, to think that I didn't like you. And if I would have been an ass, you know, we could have easily not have been friends. And I can only imagine where my life would have ended up without, you know, you being a part of it. You just always been a good guy. You know, you've always been a good guy. Part of me. And I think that's why I always felt the need to, uh, look out for you because I always felt like people were going to try to take advantage of you. Oh yeah, because yeah, I'm naive guy. and you yeah, knew yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was I was trying not to say it. You know, I didn't want to call you naive. At you know, like, uh, but 
you know, that was a thing. Like, I felt like that was my part in, the, our, in, our, in our dynamic duo. You know, it was like, you know, I'm going to watch out for Rozzy. I'm not going to let anybody take advantage of him. He's going to be good, you know, uh, because people take his his kindness for weakness. So, but, you know, I really appreciate you guys. I know we took a long time on this question. So who's up next? I think it's Rozzy's turn to go next this time. All right, cool, cool. Um, it may be a short question. I don't know. Um, but I, I shared a video with you guys, uh, and I was debating whether I wanted to actually use it as a question or not. But for the listeners, the video had a guy kind of explaining how women think that they want a good guy. And so, and and they have this long list of things that, you know, will make them happy. But then those things like, you know, oh, he's honest and he's smart and all this and that. But he and then the dude was like, but that don't drop the panties. It don't make them horny. Like and and so he's like the same things that you say, you know, you want that make you happy is not what's actually going to turn you on and make you attracted to that guy. What you want when you're talking about attracting, uh, being attracted to that guy is you want that alpha male. You want that leader. You want that guy with the swag. You want the good looking guy. So they're, they're two different things. And, and, and certain times you can find them together in one guy. Um, you know, that's the unicorn or whatever. Uh, but most times it's hard to find both. And, and so for you guys, I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on what, is it that you think women really, really want? <laughs> is it the 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 panty dropper, or is it they want the good guy? Because I see so many good guys get curbed. So basically, you saying dude was saying what will help dudes, you know? Wrong? Get, basically, he was well, not, get, not necessarily get, 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 get the balls. Get, get the balls. <laughs> uh, <GTD>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not necessarily to get that, but just to, to even attract the woman to uh, get them to the point where they will date them and not friends on them. Man, that's a good one though, Rosie. Because uh, I actually thought about asking that today, but I figured you were. I think there was a lot of, for one, I don't believe in absolutes. Let's start, let's start with that, you know? So, um, but I think there's a general perception of not what women want. I think what women t- are told they, they're supposed to want, you know? And so they're going to say, these are things that are, this is what a good man looks like. And it was like being honest uh, dependable, loyal, supportive, all those good things. And like you said, he said, um, he's, he spent his whole life, his young adulthood trying to be that guy because that's what he thought women wanted. And he didn't get women. And what he realized they were wanting was that guy who was a leader and, you know, uh, passionate and had a little edge about himself. And I agree because I've seen too many women. I've very rarely heard women talk about their experience with that 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 good guy, that bad experience that that relationship that just didn't go well with the good guy. But there's a shit ton of stories about that that horny nigga, the nigga that got him horny. There's there's a bunch of baby daddies that on paper were not what a woman wanted. You know what I'm saying? So at at what point? 
does it all come together? And he said, you know, to be that complete guy is the, the, the one that really wins. And I disagree with you. I think there's more complete men. Like, I feel like we're more of that complete package. I feel like we're we're nice guys. You know, we have a lot of that, but we balance it off. I feel like we're still leaders. You know, we're we can walk in any room and take over the conversation. We 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 have that personality. We have that confidence. We have those things that attract women. And therefore, we ended up with women that. Upgraded us, you know, like mm-hmm. they were once again, all our women are out of our league. Um, But at the same time. I don't think I don't think there is a a formula. I think it's people are misled thinking that they're supposed to want certain things. And a lot of times they'll they'll try that nice guy. And realize that that's not what they want, especially when they're younger. And. Which leads them to find the bad guys for this period in time. And I think even we were talking about it last week where, you know, and maybe it was on another show where uh, women have kids by all these quote unquote bad dudes or dudes that got them horny and then turn around and want the good guy again. You know, they want, you know, they had, they had the kids with this guy. Now they want the good guy to come be uh, that guy and still possibly want that bad guy. I don't think there's a, just a, a, I think we're all just attracted to what we, we, we what we want. Mm. You know, if we're more attracted to the energy and the 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 fire and all that stuff in a relationship, it all depends on what you want in a relationship or what do you want a long term out of the relationship. Because um and I was telling Z after I watched the video, same thing, like, you know what? I never was that. I was never I'm not going to say I was ever just like all the way good guy. I was just never the bad guy. But she was the first person that I was with that made me want to be more of that good guy. You know, like I I, I was a decent boyfriend. I'm not the dude that's going to have you out here looking crazy in the streets. But, you know, I still wasn't fully committed. There was nothing. I hadn't found that person that made me want to be more of that complete guy. And maybe maybe women need to see more complete men who can be that can honor, cherish, nurture, help build and, you know, be that that shoulder to cry on, you know, those situations where there are potential obstacles that that can be that, you know, help them out, uh, unload some of their baggage and make them more uh, comfortable in life. But at the same time, they can have fun that can, you know. Uh, debate with them that can challenge them. That can get them still get them horny. That can you know get 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 in the bedroom and change their life. You know that's still part of it. You know, sex is a very. If anybody says sex is not important in a relationship or marriage, they are a fool. I saved you some editing, right? Or or their or or their meatage is wet. (laughs) (laughs) Meatage. Oh man, it's a lot lot to unpack here. Let me start by saying first off. It's not that hard to be both. And I think he mentioned that, you know, you have to it takes a great man to be both. I don't think it's that hard to be both. But to answer your question, Rosie, what do what do women want? I think you can just broaden that question and say, what do people want? And a lot of times we don't know what we want until we get it. And then we figure out, man, that's not really what I want, because guys 
they want they want a chick that's bad, right? Fat, you know what I'm saying? P H A T, fat, fine, whatever. Then you get with her, and now you insecure because everybody trying to holler at her and you think you're about to lose her. Or you, it takes a lot of money to to maintain her and keep her and, and all that kind of stuff. So you find out you don't want that for a woman. You might want that quote bad guy, and then you get with him, and he's lacking on the the emotional side. Uh, I hear a lot of times. I hear a lot of women a lot of times say they want a man to be in touch with his feelings and be emotional. Yet I saw. I came across. I'm in this group in this Facebook group that showed like a a screenshot of these sex threads where a guy had lost his best friend, where he was like on life support in the hospital. And this girl, I think they had been dating for two, three or four years. She was at a baby shower. She had already been there for like five hours. And he found out that his best friend of like 20 years is probably about to die in the hospital. And he's like, yo, you know, I'm not good right now. Is there any way you can come home? I just want to be with you. I need your love. And she's like, I'll be there after I finish this baby shower. It was a co-worker's baby shower. And she told this brother she'll she'll get there. Pretty much she'll get there when she'll get there. And I just saw some of the comments and he's like, well, he need to not act like a b-. So women, you can't have it both ways. You can't say men need to be more sensitive, me need to be more expressive of their feelings, and then they do it and you you call them out their name. So I just think people in general a lot of times don't know what they want. And the last point I'll make is to specifically answer your question, I just think it depends on where they are in their life. So when they're younger, they probably just want the guy that makes them horny. They're not looking for a guy that's going to make them feel safe or whatever the case may be, unless they're trying to be in a committed relationship with them. But if they are, and once they progress to that part in life, then they will want those things. But he's going to, at that point, he's going to need to be both. At some point, you got to be able to, to turn it on. You can't be... Uh, but I don't think everybody there's a lot of beta males that that just they're, they're, they're they don't have a lot of those qualities. Get them wet. They get them wet qualities. They, they, they can't make they can't get them wet. And and so I, I see that's it. what I'm who, talking about is, is this guy? the guys that can't get them wet. Dude, maybe maybe being in college that, and just seeing like when you're at fam, there was like at one point it was like twelve thousand students. 12, 13,000 students. And so when you're around all these men and women and you just seeing how the relationships and stuff like that and the stuff that was going on and how, you know, they're supposed to be in this committed relationship and she's coming to you because he's some Sabu. Like, it's just, <laughs> bro, we, I'm just saying there was, there was chances to capitalize off of the nice guy. <laughs> Yes, yes. Very Challenge much so. Very much so. I've seen it, dude. Yeah. I've seen other, it. Being, being the other guy is I, not I, I'm uncommon. not saying all that. I'm just saying I've seen it. I, I, I didn't say I. I, I said being the other guy. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, wow, man. Not putting nothing out there to say, you know. But, it happens. Figure out how to try to be both, though, man. Because, you know, it's, it's good to be... You know, all that all that stuff that uh what the guy said, the stuff that women are attracted to but not necessarily make them horny. They're happy. That, they're happy. Something makes yeah, them happy. There's something makes them happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> but you do the thing, like if you're not confident, I think to me, um like even going back to last week, you know, looks go so far, but I think what always yes, I've never really had a problem with women. 
not just because of the way I not because of the way I look. I think I've always had an air of confidence about myself that that that's not everybody can't be that. You know, I used to walk around telling pers- people embrace their inner fur. Like I felt that good about my like, dude. You just need to you need to be more like me, which is being more like yourself. And that's what Ferg is. Now, you know, embrace your inner fur. So I'll I'll, I'll say this, Ferg. I'm 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 not that confident. I, I was never that confident in in high school and stuff like that. But I wasn't insecure. And I think there's a okay. Di- better yet, th- I was arrogant. A- like there's a difference like I've never been I think that's why now in life I try to encourage so many guys to always shoot their shot never think a woman is out of your league because I remember thinking that about certain women it's like nah nah man I've never had that confidence so but I wasn't insecure so if a woman like like Tabitha approached me in the ninth grade once she let me know that she was interested in me Boom, game on. Now I, I can I can do my thing. But as far as being the guy, how you are, Ferg, and how Rosio, like, yeah, she wants me. I've never been I've never been that type of dude that's like, I think she wants me anything like that. I don't I don't have that type of confidence, but I think you just can't be insecure. Like if a chick says yeah, she's dating you, believe her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but but there's yeah. dudes that you might not have been, and I've never seen you like I always thought you were confident. But I would never think I would never picture you as being insecure. You weren't probably you weren't as outspoken as some of us. Mm-hmm. You know, you were you were kind of more laid back. You were always in the cut like you were always laid back. Yeah. But you also had chicks like tap the walking up to you growing up around Melvin Hooley Johnson. <laughs> I'd have a, I had to have a uh, air of confidence about myself to be around that because in the 90s, light skin with pretty eyes winning. Yeah, and so that's true. What what women want is Hooli <laughs> in the nineties. That's all they in the nineties. Yeah. So, but, but no. I, like just just bringing it in uh, for for me, it's it's I, I agree, Byron. The whole it depends on the air or the age or the time in their life as what they want. But the issue comes down to those good guys, the guys with those happy qualities that don't have. Those, you know, get them wet qualities, as we can call them. Get the draws. Um, get the draws. GTD. That's what we're gonna call them. GTD qualities. All right. Nah, get them wet was a song for a reason. So yeah, yeah. So the 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 GTD qualities, if they don't have those and they and they can't work on getting them, they may never get the girl. I mean, th- those are the guys that's still in their forties. You know, they they trying to make it sound like, oh, I'm single, I'm good, I'm happy because I'm single. But a lot of them is just they still just they 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 can't GTD. Like the girls aren't feeling them because of that that confidence um or the look or it's something about them that's not making them come. They can be the greatest guy in the world, but if that guy if that uh, female is not turned on, wait a minute, wait 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 wait. When you just said it's something about them that's not making them come, did you mean like? <laughs> Which kind are you talking about, though? Yes. Uh, uh, yes. Yes. I'm yes. Uh, I'm pressing mute. <laughs> but it, it was supposed to just keep going. Like. That's my bad. <laughs> I couldn't let that go. <laughs> so that's my thing. I, I, I think ladies either want the GTD qualities or both 
is what it, it, it's kind of what I was getting to. Yeah. They don't want the make them happy qualities without the other. And and the guys that have the make them happy qualities, and I, and I think that's what the video was kind of talking about, is those guys are hard pressed to find a woman <sighs> oh, they'll, they'll that find them. is going to be with them. They'll find them later in life uh, as a they're still settled for them. Keep and trying to yeah, turn like, into like, 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 what, was, what was the post? Dead. What was the post? <laughs> oh, the uh, <laughs> it's like if they if they've been uh, ignoring your inbox oh, yeah, yeah. for years <laughs> and now they finally hitting you back, that they, means they settle for you. Yeah. That that's what ended up happening is yeah, they settle for them uh, later on in life where you know the 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 unicorns and the 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 well-rounded guys didn't choose them, so now they're gonna okay, I'm gonna settle. But guys do the same thing. Just a happy guy. We do the same thing. Oh yeah, yeah. The girl next door, you know, we 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 bypass, you know, all the the chicks that we really should have dated or the like we we were going it was we were you know guys are just as dumb, so not to call it is what it is. What's up? <laughs> all right, man. This uh actually the setup to this question is probably gonna be longer than the answer. Um I don't know if you guys saw Dave Chappelle's latest, I guess you can call it like a YouTube skit slash special. It's about 18 minutes, but it's called mm-hmm. Un- Unforgiven. And Ferg, I think you said it uh, several months ago that he is the GOAT. And when I look at his style of comedy now, I don't know if he's the GOAT. He probably is, but I've never... I don't know. I'm not an expert on comedian history, but I don't know too many comedians like his style. Now, what Dave Chappelle does now is he'll tell one story and kind of end it. And it's like you put a pin in that one. Then he'll come to a second story and do the same thing. And then he'll come to the third and then bring them together at the end for like this larger punchline. So like on Unforgiven. He was talking about how when he was a young comedian, uh, he told this joke that an older comedian liked and he asked, could he borrow it? And then he saw that the comedian was still using. He was like, yo, I'm going to need you to stop using. And dude was like, I'll pay you for it. And Dave was like, nah, I need all my jokes. And dude was like, well, I can just take it. So then he transitioned to another story about how he saw this magician. And he found out that everybody around the magician was in on the act. And so he felt dumb for falling for it. So when he saw other people coming to go pick a card, he was like, yo, don't do it. This is, they're all in on it. And the magician said, look, never F with a man's money. Put a pen in that. And then he came to like a third story. And then by the time he brought it all together, he was talking about how Comedy Central made him feel by selling Chappelle's show to Netflix and Netflix was streaming it without him getting any money whatsoever. And shout out to Netflix because they did what some people are saying was the right thing. Chappelle said, hey, this doesn't make me feel good. They said, bet. They took it off. And he also mentioned how he took Chappelle's show to HBO at first. And they said, what do we need it for? And then all of a sudden now, years later, they're streaming it. And so now he's like, what do you need me for? So I set all all of that up to ask you guys, because some people are saying that Netflix did the right thing, which we all like Chappelle. So we probably agree with that. But I know, Rosie, you're big on business. And at the end of the day, 
You sign a contract, you got to honor it. The fact of the matter is he's under contract with Netflix. Netflix could have easily said, we hear what you're saying. We hate you feel this way, but sorry, dog. We're going to keep streaming. And we see it in sports all the time when an athlete is upset with their contract, you know, the team ownership, they're like, sorry, you signed this contract. We're going to need you to play. We're going to need you to go out there and catch the ball, shoot the ball, hit the ball, whatever sport it is. So my question to you guys is, if you were running Netflix, or you can even take it to sports, if you were running a pro team and your star athlete, or in this case with Netflix, I think it's safe to say he's their biggest comedian on their platform right Mm now. He comes to you and says, hey, what you're doing right here doesn't make me feel good. Could you please stop? And you have no obligation. There's nothing he can do about it because he's under contract. Do you do what Netflix did and keep your talent happy? Or is it business and you're trying to, you know, keep that profit margin as large as possible? Money talks. So it, it's all a business decision for me. And, and truthfully, I think that's what it was for Netflix, too. I don't think they did the right thing. Like they grew a conscience and was like, oh, let's take this off because Chappelle doesn't like it. Um, I really think it was just a business decision of do we how many streams are we getting on Chappelle's show? Doesn't matter how many new subscribers, because really they don't care about streams. Um, and, and like a lot of people think it's all about the streams for them. It really is. It? It's about new, new, new subscribers, uh, which is why they cancel shows after like one season, two seasons a lot of times, uh, because they really don't care uh, how many streams uh, it had. So what they're looking at doing is, OK, we we stream Chappelle show for a month, two months. We probably got most of the new people that jumped on to watch Chappelle show probably jumped on in that month, two months. And so now that we've got the new subscribers, they've watched Chappelle show. They've moved on to something else, hopefully um, watching Peppermint or whatever uh, the new thing is. Queens Gambit. Um, they're they're hoping that people are continuing to go and watch. And now they're saying, OK, and now we can pull this off and make Dave happy and show him that we're doing something for him and hopefully get even better content out of him what the next two or three, I think, specials that they have him on the contract for. that That's a business decision that makes more sense than pissing him off and him doing like a lot of artists when we talk about recording artists and, and, and everything where, oh yeah, you got me for three more albums, I'm going to drop trash for three more albums and get out of my contract. And then I'll go somewhere else and try to, and, and I'm all my fire I'm going to actually hold off and then I'm going to drop it on my special work for on my next platform. <laughs> Agreed. Because definitely it was all about money because if it was anything else for one, what, the only part I disagree with you is I don't feel like Netflix grabbed a single new subscriber because of the Chappelle show. Like I passed the Chappelle show on comedy central once a week. Like it, it, there was nothing new. If it would have been something that was more valuable, let's say there was a whole two seasons of unshown skits from the Chappelle show and Net- Netflix bought that, that shit would be there right now. <laughs> yep. Because that is value. They would have, they would have took that. They would have took the chance of pissing him off and having a uh, three specials later, a f- you Netflix special on HBO 
to show two seasons of unaired Chappelle show scenes. There was no value into it. I I'm I'm I try. We called you the good guy earlier. I try not to screw people over. That's that's like my my common rule in life. Like I I feel like I don't burn bridges. I can really count on one hand, and I would have to think of people that I've burnt bridges or pissed off in life that I can't go back to. So I would never try as an owner uh, to try to intentionally screw somebody over. I don't think Netflix did anything wrong. That was between Comedy Central and uh, and Netflix. Comedy Central is the person that would owe him. So if they wouldn't have took it off, I wouldn't have been mad at them. But if they, if if I pick and cho- just like marriage and any other relationship, you pick and choose your arguments. I'm fine with 95 percent of the shit you do. It's the five percent I'm worried about when I put my foot down for the five percent. This wasn't in that five percent. This wasn't worth the argument. They didn't gain any losers uh, subscribers. If anything, they look better. By doing this, mm-hmm. if anything, they, they came out on top. And the thing about it, they still have the rights to that. Shit. They can launch that stuff right after his contract's up. They get another three specials and Chappelle is the hottest thing on TV or he gets another show. He might launch a show on Netflix. And guess what we're going to do right after that show? We're going to air old Chappelle shows. You know, or maybe they'll they do they have the sole rights to Chappelle right now? Shows? I, I don't think they have the sole rights. Okay, so I the think they have they have the streaming rights. So Comedy Central can still play it on Comedy Central, but nobody else can stream it. What are we talking about then? <laughs> so Love, love y'all answers. Um, a lot of people were saying, oh, man, Dave Chappelle shows how much power he has. I felt like it showed how much power he doesn't have because he had to go. It was nothing he could do about it. He had to go to Netflix and just ask them what they and they had the power to say, OK, yes or no. So I guess in a sense, you can say he has power in the fact that they considered what he had to say and 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 aired in his favor. But I, I think it showed a lot of the lack of power he had. Also, it was interesting. He said he thought about doing another Chappelle show, but he wouldn't even be able to call it Chappelle show because Comedy Central has the rights to that name, Chappelle show. And he asked everybody to to stop watching it. He, he literally wants people, Dave Chappelle is asking people to not watch the Dave Chappelle show. And my, my final point is, um, you know, in hip hop, I've, I've constantly said that Kanye West and Lil Wayne are two of the artists I can think of that have had, like, I would say two or three vastly different careers within one career. You think about Kanye when he first came out wearing the back, the Louis Vuitton backpack, to uh, being, I would say, lyrically a better rapper to doing what he's doing now. You think about Lil Wayne from he was only rapping about jewelry and cars, bling, 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 this and that. He also graduated to being a better lyricist. And then now after the lean and the drugs and everything, he's mostly talking about eating pussy. But still, nevertheless, three careers within one career. And to me, Chappelle has really changed his career to where 
when he told that joke about fried chicken about 20 years ago and he was in a uh, half bake, that's not the Chappelle we're getting now. We're getting a, a you watch 846, a younger Chappelle couldn't have pulled that off. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? So it's just been fascinating to to watch him. And I think Ferg might be right. He might be. If he's not the GOAT, because you think about the other comedians I love. I love Chris Rock. I love Bernie Mac when he was alive. But their their comedy routines, I'm not going to say are all the same, but the, the tone of them have always been the same. Chappelle literally has, to me, like two or three different careers right now. And it's just been great to watch him. And for all those that, all those that haven't checked it out yet, it's on YouTube for free. It's called Unforgiven. It's only 18 minutes. It's worth your time. I think with Chappelle, and maybe because I'm a thinker, he's that comedian that truly makes you think. He talks about what's going on in the world. And I think I think society now, because we have more access to information, we our world is broader than it's ever been, even though we're probably researching less and less. But we, we get little bits of information. Like we might not be knowledgeable on everything, but we know a little enough, just enough to be able to hold a, a decent conversation about most things. And Chappelle is the comedian for that audience. He's a comedian for the new world. He's a comedian for I get my news through social media. I understand what's going on with police brutality. I've heard this story. I've heard that story. I've heard this thing. And prior comedians would talk about the black experience. You know, like growing up black, we were poor, yada, yada, yada. It's like, man, you know, I was sitting there watching the 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 juicy smouye. Like that, that, that to me, pure comedic genius. Juicy smouye. Pardon shot, fellas. Uh, I got quick uh three quick points. Uh one. Uh, my mom's birthday is coming up. When you guys hear this show on Monday, her birthday is this Friday. The eight, it's December 18th, which I think is a Friday. Uh, so, you know, happy birthday. I don't, I have no idea how I'm going to be that day, but, um, you know, it'll be her birthday. So I love you, mom, and, uh, happy birthday. Uh, also, you know, we lost, uh, Chadwick Boseman earlier this year. And we lost Natalie Reed uh, two days ago. Well, by the time you hear the show, it'll be several days ago. Uh, colon cancer. And it, I, I feel like it was another reminder for especially black people to please get all of the recommended necessary, necessary uh, checkups. Uh, do everything you can to prolong your life and live a healthy life. And I think, you know, God has given us constant reminders uh, throughout this year with these high profile deaths. And this this last point, man, I just came about as we were recording the show, especially with your your question, Ferg, it's, it's, it's something that I just realized when you were asking your question and I was answering it. I remember I used to constantly refer to you guys as they're like family. They're like my family. Like we're so close. They're like family. And what I've noticed, especially in the last year and a half, I don't I don't say you guys are like family. Y'all are family. The like is mm-hmm. gone. Like, you know, we've been over this before. What went down with uh Orazio and his family back in March, how we rallied 
that's what families do. You know, uh, how you guys came through for me when, uh, when, my, when my mom passed away, that's what families do. How we constantly check in with one another, care about each other's well-beings and stuff. That's what family do, man. So I just want to tell you two and the rest of, you know, the SWAT family that I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And I'm happy to call you guys family. Oh, we love you too, Byron. Oh, see, look, see, at that. look at that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we love you, Buck. <laughs> you would know the problem, Ferg. It's him. <laughs> it's him. I know. He was somebody, he says, I love you. I've I probably heard that, maybe. He might have said it three times on the show, so I might have heard it four times. And That's what's up, man. <laughs> from him. No. We never question it, though. Uh, the only thing I, I have is if anybody's looking for just something uh, fun to do as a family in the house, I know we're all stuck. Uh, there's a board game called Drone Home that, you know, how you, you, you go into the little board game section and your kids ask for all the ones, you know, uh, the Yeti on my spaghetti and all the crazy ones. And you're like, I ain't buying that crap. That's stupid. That's stupid. And um, I, I broke down and I bought Drone Home for Oliver and it actually is a really fun game like uh for him to put down his nintendo switch and not ask me to uh, play the playstation and go down there and be like let's play drone home uh it has to be actually good and so for the last four days we literally have been playing drone home as much as we could actually have the drone charged so it's a really fun little game if you guys want to just do it with the family uh it all it is is you guys are like flicking little uh like aliens into this little drone and then when when you get one in it, it fly the drone flies off. So it's real, real cool, real fun. Um, and it's actually worth the little fourteen dollars or whatever for it. So just something fun for the family to do. And finally, I did look up the the Trump psychology thing. It's called malignant malignant narcissism, and there's four components to it. So it's narcissism, paranoia antisocial personality disorder and sadism. And they've diagnosed him with all four of those to make him this malignant narcissist uh, that they say that he is. So what, what platform is on? What platform is that on? Um, I, I rented it on App, Apple TV plus, okay. but I'm, I'm sure you can find it on, you know, fire stick or whatever. Okay. And it's not a board game, but we posted it on our Instagram page. Three brothers, no sense. Apparently you can challenge a draw four in Uno. So read those rules. The next time you get ready to play with the family, you can challenge. What do you mean challenge? Four. Oh, apparently I haven't played Uno in so long, dude. But apparently, if someone throws down a draw four, you can challenge them and say no. If they have, I think the color of the card that's down there. If they have it, then they have to draw like six. Don't. Li- Listen, go to Three Brothers No Sense on Instagram. It's, the video is there. That's that 2020 shit, bro. <laughs> so, we ain't buying it. We ain't buying it. This is giving this, people this, hope, this man. Our, like, don't nobody listen to Uno tell us how to play Uno. They always weighing in. Like, shut up, Uno. Uno, <laughs> what you know about Uno? <laughs> if I want to know about Uno, I'll go ask my cousin. Um... I don't have much, you know, I've mentioned this before. So by the time you guys hear this, I will be the big four Oh. And so I got my first birthday card today. My mom sent it and I just, uh, it was the perfect card for the moment. Um, and I just felt like, I don't know what it was, but I don't know if she just had this, this innate way of finding 
or finding out what I needed to hear at the time. So um, I talked about my loving wife last week. So this week, I'm going to say give a shout out to my mom, uh, Maggie Ferguson, uh, my first love. You know, so the uh, card reads, I love you not just because you're my son, but because you're a very special person. I don't think you even realize how much you have going for you and what a unique individual you are. I have so much confidence in you. I know you'll be able to achieve anything you want at it, whatever you try. And that's why I hope you never stop dreaming on your birthday or any other time of the year because you deserve the best of everything. Happy birthday. Love always. Mom forever. So that's how I started my day. Um, and that, that quote about just not knowing how much you mean or how great you are and stuff like that just really hit home as I've been, you know, self-reflecting over the last few few weeks. So I uh, really appreciate that, Mom. Perfect timing. No, you're not going to hear this, but uh, thank you and I love you. Three Brothers No Sense. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment. And most importantly, listen again.